Welcome to the Yahoo Finance Presents podcast. I'm Alexis Christophorus. From Paul Mitchell hair products to Patron tequila, self-made billionaire John Paul DeGioia is known for disrupting industries, and he's doing it again with his latest venture, which actually involves NASA. And I am delighted to have John Paul with us for this podcast. Welcome. Why, thank you so much, Padakalo. Padakalo, <laughs> my Greek We're compadre. Greek, yeah. right? It's your mom, though. My right? mom, yeah. My mom was born in Kavala, Greece. I'm first-generation American. Fabulous. My dad is Cypriot Greek, and I'm first generation as well. So. Well, here we go. Huh? Good country. If Absolutely. Yes. Okay. I want to talk about that new venture involving NASA because it's fascinating in a little bit. But I want to talk sort of about the news of the day, which is certainly. trade yep. um, and, and our relationship most specifically with China. I mean, you certainly have a lot of experience when it comes to supply chains and your varied businesses throughout your career. Correct. What is your take right now on the trade situation? Well, it should have been resolved years ago and nobody did it. Now it's finally being resolved. The, the, the thing is, if you go into one country and you're charged 10%, well, that country coming back to you should also charge you 10%. I know in many cases, we will go and import into a country, Paul Mitchell Haircare, for example, and when it goes in the country, we have to add on another 20, 30% of the price. However, when play, uh, things from that country may come back to our country, for us to pick up, it's, it's not the same increase. So it's kind of unfair. Uh, I know a lot of people have these trade restrictions to, uh, shall we say, promote their own homeland businesses. But for one country to be able to sell us rice, but not let us sell them, let's say, beef or, uh, or lettuce back, isn't fair. They put restrictions on it. Uh, if you're going to have an open economy, let's just make it fair. If you're going to charge 10%, we'll charge 10%. If there is nothing, there is nothing. Then it's fair. Everybody benefits this way. When they, when they start playing these little games, then all of a sudden, one country doesn't get it. I, I saw in the news today something about semiconductors. Mm-hmm. We have a leading edge technology on it, but they're made in China. Things are becoming so robotic today that if the investment was made, you can make those in the United States. That would be very disruptive to China's economy. Mm-hmm. And I say with the two people or the two countries negotiating, do what's fair for each. If you want open borders, open the borders up for trade to one another, but don't restrict on one and open for the other because then it's unfair to the other. And eventually they're going to catch you. Certainly President Trump would agree with you. And he's been telling companies, if you can't deal with the tariffs, start making your products here in the USA. But is that easier said than done? No. uh, no, I'll give you an example. Paul Mitchell liquid tools, our liquid styling tools, they're sold through hairdressers, uh, are all made in the United States of America, with the exception one of our color lines is made in Italy with a joint venture we have. The only thing we import, for example, from Asia would be hard tools. Hard tools would be imported from Asia. We found a way to make it so economically beneficial to be able to manufacture in the United States. Could I save money manufacturing abroad than bring it in here? Maybe a little bit, but is it worth that extra penny or two not to have my customers in the United States having a job, able to afford mm-hmm. Paul Mitchell because of one of the ancillary companies they work for that somehow is connected with my supply line? So I made the decision to say, in the U.S., but we did it in such a way that we made ourselves so economically efficient. Mm. We're extremely efficient. Fewer people doing more were able to do that. And I think more companies will look at, well, how do we find a way to make it for less here, opposed to going abroad, hire more Americans and be more self-sufficient. I think it's forcing more people to look in that direction. Now, another company
company you were involved in, and I, I think still involved in a little bit, is uh, Patron. Yay, Patron. <laughs> Finest tequila in the world. Yes, Patron's wonderful. Yes. Now, you sold it for a very fine price, yeah, too. Yes, I did. But part of the agreement was that uh, I would obviously be chairman emeritus forever, but I'd be able to get Patron for the rest of my life. Good which deal. Is, I love my product. I, if there's any event they have, a Patron event, that I think is fun to go to, obviously they want me to go there. It's worth a million dollars in advertising. I said, JP, we won't give you money for being there because we paid you enough. And they did. They said, but we'll pay all your expenses. Any event you want to show up at, you can still use your Hacienda, and we love you. And I love them. Yes, I Such started the brand. Deal. Yes, my yeah. baby. Yeah, nice. yeah. So $5 billion was the buyout price it, from Bacardi? It was $5.1 billion. It was, you know, this is no secret. It was advertised. That's what yeah. they valued the company when they bought it. Do you think that, I mean, at, at the time, it was earlier in the year before all this market upheaval mm-hmm. uh, and stocks were near record highs, do you think you might have gotten a different price had you sold in this environment? Nope, I get the same price easy because Patron, I think our closest competitor was uh, maybe 20% our size. Wow. That's our closest competitor. Yeah. If I'm wrong, 25. So, no, Patron's strong. Patron is a brand that'll be around forever. It's a very strong, good brand. And the people at Bacardi even promised to do a lot of the charitable events with me that were involved with Patron mm. and to keep that cutting edge to keep Patron green. So, I think I would do the same thing. But the reason why is it's the quality. They didn't buy a commodity, they bought high end quality and a great brand that's associated with giving back. Talk to me about the broader merger and acquisition area as we head into 2019, where mm-hmm. trade could be a headwind, we could be having higher interest rates. Mm-hmm. What do you expect on the M&A front? What I expect there is, I don't think the interest rates are going to get much higher, because they also want to curb inflation. And from what I understand now, we're looking at about a 2% inflation, but a 3% growth for our country. Unemployment you know, approaching the 3% level, right. maybe down to 2 one day. It's a beautiful environment to be in. Will the Federal Reserve hike things up? Very little. I don't, I don't think we're looking at any, any major uh, uh, problems there. With acquisitions, people will adjust the acquisition to what they're paying for it. But smart companies acquire something they know is going to grow enormously in the future. Mm-hmm. And even if they pay a couple extra dollars for it, they're securing their own future. So that's a different way to take a look at it. Are you getting a bargain price at bargain deals, or are you maybe paying 1% more, okay, because the Mm -hmm. interest rates went up 1%, but you're getting more longevity and more return on your dollar. You have had really a storied career, and, mm-hmm. and your, the businesses that you've been involved in have been so different. That's really difficult for some people yeah. to be able to jump in between, be fluid like that. How important is it, do you think, to have that diversity in your ventures and your business partnerships? Well, for me it is because I'm a very simple person. <laughs> I don't even have email. You know, I <laughs> no, read only, that and I was going, email, no. I, I can't believe it, John Paul. I'd be inundated. I would be inundated. So what I do is I'm the guy that if you get a hold of me, I'll pick up the phone and call you. Wow, old-fashioned. Yeah, if you write me a letter, I'll probably answer your letter on your own uh, on your own mail and then send it right back to you to make it real personal. It's very novel of you. I'm more that way and I just, there's just so many great things out there, you know. John Paul Pet, my God, pets needed to be rescued and have good things, so just all kinds of cool things like being involved in. I will never retire. Uh, Clearly. (laughs) My daughter, Michaeline, also Park Creek, obviously, she's 33 years old. She's vice chairman of the company, uh, Paul Mitchell. Uh She said, Dad, I want to take your job. I said, Honey, I'm not going to (laughs) retire. She says, I know but I'm younger than you are. So when you turn 125, you know, I'll be more like close to 100. So I'm younger. I'm going to outlast you. I love it. I love it. Now, you you are 
very philanthropic, yes. and you have your own foundation. Is it? Yes, love? it's JP's J- Peace, Love, and Happiness Peace, Foundation. Love. And what do you do with that foundation? Oh my God, a variety of things. Uh, I think some of the bigger things that people should know about is we believe in feeding our own. So I started something called Grow Appalachia, where we have thousands of families all over Appalachia with their own gardens. They could feed themselves nutritious mm-hmm. food, sell excess to farmers markets or grocery stores as organic mm-hmm. produce. Sea Shepherd. I even bought him a uh, a Coast Guard cutter to chase down the poachers on open seas uh, with Bobby Kennedy on Waterkeeper Alliance, Chrysalis with the homeless. Uh, We started in Austin, Texas, my main residence there, a place called with mobile loaves and fishes called Community First. We took 250 homeless people that had not been in a shelter for at least one year, living under bridges, some Mm -hmm. of them are handicapped, gave them all a home to live in. A little home, it's theirs. All we ask is no drugs, no fighting, and no alcohol. And we charge you $90 a month rent, so you feel you're part of the community. But what if you have no subsidy? What if you have nothing? How do you get $90? We put you to work. We have gardens, metal shops, wood shops, animal husbandry, craft shops. So we give you a job to work to be able to participate in the community and see like you're part of it. It changes somebody. Companies should know how to do this. Our first guest was there almost two years ago. He left us. He left us. And we said, why did you leave us? He said, because you saved my life. I was Mm. a drunk. I came in here. I sobered up immediately. I've got a job now making money. This little house I could have forever. And he could have had it forever, right? He says, but I could never repay you for saving my life. So I'm going to give this house up for the next person whose life you're going to save. That's my way of giving back. Paying it forward. And more companies should think that way. What's your retention rate there? I mean, do people enter that program and and wind up staying? I'm sure some do relapse. Oh, yeah, because they could stay forever. Right. I mean, so the retention is, I want to say, 98 percent, wow. maybe 100. You, you know, know, we could m- definitely, Mayor de Blasio here in New York City could take a look at that as a blueprint because we are having a growing homeless problem here in the city. Right. And you have so many big areas that are open no one's using. In fact, there was an area adjacent to us. We're going to build another 450 phones in, uh, homes in. Fabulous. So we'll God end up taking more than half the people off the streets in Austin. You, you're also part of the Giving Pledge, right? Yes, I am. Which is uh, Bill Gates and Warren, Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett and quite a few others. Yeah, uh, we're all very lucky. Not all started homeless like I did, but they. The, 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 and that's means. right. You you actually did. And for those who don't know who are listening to this, just tell yeah. us how you, know, you had very humble beginnings. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, my mom came over on the boat from Greece and my dad from Italy, and they broke up before I was two years old. Mm-hmm. So my mom kind of raised my brother and I, but she was a great mom. Anyways, I've been homeless twice in my life, but America still works. When I started Paul Mitchell, our backer pulled out, but I just started to come anyways with seven hundred dollars, and wow. uh, I'd lived in my car for uh, for a few weeks there. But uh, but it works. America still works, and w- when you come from having absolutely nothing to gaining a lot, you have to remember that success unshared is failure. So through my JP's Peace, Love, and Happiness Foundation, whether it's saving animals on the open seas, saving you know uh, dogs, cats from being destructive, taking homeless back to work, saving the waterways, it's a pleasure doing these things because you're doing something good to make our planet a better place to live. You can't take it all with you. So we're into, I was told last count, over 160 charities between my companies and my Peace, Love, and Happiness Foundation. You are spreading the love and spreading the wealth. When we launched this rocket phone, this new rocket phone with 3D phone, first thing we did was give away. All of our Paul Mitchell schools have a curriculum where part of your curriculum is to have a fundraiser. We underwrite the whole thing. Any dime you raise helps your community, our country, and the world. So you learn how to give. Mm-hmm. First thing we did with the rocket phones was give away to over about 150 vets 
most of them homeless, gamer-free mm-hmm. phone with free phone service. Here, this is yours free. We're not making any money, but we want to start off by giving. It's a good way to do business. And that really days. gives them, changes their quality of life for oh, sure. Oh, it does. You bring up Rocket. I love the name yeah. because you have you have this smartphone yep. that is 3D, which you're going to explain to correct. us, but you have partnered with NASA. So there's That's a correct. lot of explaining and unpacking you oh, need to do boy, for us. Oh, there sure is. Yeah, we, we've been working on this now for over 10 years. It's Rock Mobile, ROK Mobile. We started a group called Rocket, Rocket Phones, very advanced phones, from a flip phone to a 3D phone. The concept was to give somebody in a smartphone, for example, things they don't normally get. But because I underwrote the whole thing with my own cash, we have no bills we have to pay. I should have been paying it all along with Patron money, for example. Okay. I, I do well, well with that's Patron. That's a great position to be in. Oh, yeah. So my Patron dividends, I would just pay for this over the last uh, more than a decade. But what we want to do is something amazing, and we did. So we have a smartphone that's made by the same big companies that make other big smartphones for other big-name companies. Are you talking Apple and I'm, Samsung, I, maybe? I'm, not, I'm just saying they're, they're, they're good folks. We won't mention any names okay. because they're all good companies. However, because we do this, I don't need a lot of profit. So I'm able to sell this unbelievable phone, which people would think with 3D on it and other things we have that we're involved with NASA on, uh, other things on there, it would sell for over $1,000 each. We're going to retail our high-end phone, the biggest, nicest, coolest camera, everything you ever imagined in the world, plus 3D on it for under $300. What? Heard of. How, wait a minute. How, how can, can you, af- how can you afford to well, do that? Uh, there's a big markup in cellular phones, a huge markup, okay? In our case, if I could break even for that and make just a little bit, but break even, mm-hmm. we have a bundle that goes with it. I'll make the money off the bundle. What, what's a bundle? For example, we could have telemedicine on there seven days a week, 24 hours a day on a rocket app that will go on there mm-hmm. where a doctor's on the phone with you looking at you and there's no extra charge for that. Visa's so telemedicine. Telemedicine, exactly mm-hmm. what it is. And even give you a discount on prescriptions at your local store. We have roadside assistance on there. We have accidental life insurance on there. We have medical advice on there. We have legal advice on there. Mm-hmm. We have a variety of lifestyles on our rocket phones. Now, if you have a regular phone, but you don't want to buy the rocket phone yet because you want to use your phone a little longer, it's fine. You could get our app anywhere from $4 up to, I think, the highest on the app is probably $30 for everything you could ever imagine packaged on there. And it gives people, for example, that don't have life insurance, that don't have medical coverage for very, very little. They've got it for a matter of dollars a month. So if I'm hearing you right, I can get the Rocket app to put on my existing phone. Yep. And this would allow me to, can I see things 3D or I need your phone to no, do that? No, you need our phone to do that. Right. But you could. In fact, if you go right now onto Rock, R-O-K, rockmobile.com, you'll get an idea of it. The phones go to Rocket. R-O-K-I-T, and you'll get an idea of the phone. So it's two different things, but they go together. So many people, for example, that get our 3D phone, we will more than likely give you for one whole year telemedicine free. I see. Wi-Fi free. Mm. And maybe some other things, too. <laughs> okay. But with NASA, let's bring NASA on. Yeah, in. I NASA wanted to ask, so where, where oh do they God. fit into all Aeronautical this? and space, you know, administration of, uh, of our country. Unbelievably. There's technology. When you get people in outer space, you're dealing with a lot of things. People's health how to diagnose things, different technologies that we use in outer space that finally trickle down to mankind Mm. where everyone could use them. And uh, I I tell people, they say, well, how did you get this 3D thing? And I said, we work with NASA. They said, well, are there any like, you know, UFOs involved in this? I said, well, in 1947, there was a crash in Roswell, New Mexico. I said, only kidding. But no, it's this great technology. We're working with things with them now. We're going to announce them all within three months. We're launching all this the first quarter of 2019. Here in the U.S.? 
right here in the U.S. Yeah, we've already launched in India, and the orders there we can't even fill. There's so many, but we're we're ramping up to do that. Also, right you now. have a lot of folks in India who are underbanked. Underbanked. Underbanked, and they're not even on Wi-Fi. Right. We have a deal with the government uh, of India. They gave us 27 of their largest cities and thousands of little townships to Wi-Fi for them. Mm-hmm. We have a new technology where we can put a little Wi-Fi system in that triangulates the entire city. So everyone in the city can be on Wi-Fi. Now, in India, you have different class structures. Sure. If you could get the lower classes to be on the internet and Wi-Fi and learn how to go on there and sell the products you're making by hand, mm-hmm. you're changing the economy for hundreds of millions of people. And Absolutely. India knows this. Yeah. They gave us the exclusive on all these towns and all these townships, the exclusive on it. They have the main wire going in for the Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. We hook our whole system up. But there, for around $5 a month, you could talk to anybody anywhere in the world via Wi-Fi. Right. And have telemedicine at the same time and a little bit of life insurance for $5 a month. That was a huge market to crack right out of the gate in India. Um, This is a lot of, uh, some of the things you're talking about deal with lots of sensitive information for people, including medical information. How are you keeping this information safe on the rocket phone? Well, it'll be between the telemedicine and the person on the phone. We're not going to intercept their calls. Okay. So it's directly between them and the telemedicine doctors. That's where it's going. Mm-hmm. Out of, uh, we're not intercepting it whatsoever. We're putting them directly in touch so that the security is there, directly in touch. And so you, you're hoping to launch here in the U.S. first quarter of 2019, oh, we are. you said? Oh, we are. Yeah, we're launching here in the U.S. first quarter of 2019. Are you um, talking to the major carriers at the moment to see how they might be involved? I haven't talked to a major carrier yet, but some of the major, and I mean major retailers, have already come to us. I'm not allowed right now to mention who or who they or they may or may not be because we're finalizing uh, agreements right now. Oh, this will be hit hard and heavy. And uh, we just haven't got around to a phone come. You can use any phone you want on it, but uh, we will probably the next month or two maybe talk to some of the, the big phone companies and say, would you like to make an alliance? Right now, yeah. we don't need it. We go with anybody they want, but there might be an alliance. Who knows? We're, we're going to look at all possibilities. There's lots of exciting stuff going on. Now, look, we both know you don't need to do this. You don't need to keep working. Why? Because it's fun. I would be (laughs) bored to death. I'm 74 years old. And, you know, the best examples I could give is uh, why would I not want to do what I want to do? My companies are managed. I have the greatest managers. I haven't managed operations in my companies for at least a decade. I have the greatest operational managers and presidents. It allows me to be more philanthropic, be more of a voice, tell people how to help one another out. Obviously, I'm at every Paul Mitchell school opening there is (laughs) and every big event I'll show up at, obviously, put my two cents in, but I have the best management, which allows me the opportunity to look at other things, think a little bit of other things, and participate as an investor, obviously, but maybe with giving advice or two along the way. And if it's something that's good for the greatest amount of people, it's very easy. If I could share a little secret with all of your listeners. Please do. Don't ever go into the selling business go into the reorder business. Mm -hmm. Whatever you make, the product has to be so good or the service so good, people will want to reorder it or tell their friends about it. I could have never launched Paul Mitchell without that concept because we had no money for advertising. It was door-to-door sales. And word of mouth. And they they were so good. Hairdressers would say, we have this new Paul Mitchell product. It's the best shampoo, conditioner, spray I've ever used in my life. And the sculpting lotion they invented, my God, we're going to let you take it home in between visits to keep the same hairstyle. I remember it was all word of mouth. Going to the salons and the products are everywhere and they're talking them up and that's 
your greatest advertisement. Yeah. It's it's funny for me to hear the founder of Paul Mitchell Hair Products say I'm not in the sales business. Yeah, no, no. We want to be in the reorder. It's like today, Paul Mitchell is only in the beauty salon industry. There's so much of a want for Paul Mitchell that if you ever see it on a drugstore or supermarket shelf, it is either counterfeit or from the black gray market. Uh, we don't put it there, but the demand's so big, right. and not that many people know what Paul Mitchell sells for, but they know it's really good. Mm-hmm. So they could actually market up a dollar or two, and the customer would not even have an That's idea, right. where the salon sells it for a little less, but, but for sure it's a real thing. It's not black market or gray market out the back door. How important is it, do you think, to change up your ventures? Because some people might say, listen, if you do this one thing great, stick to it. Why do a bazillion different other things? Because I think I have the ability to do it. (laughs) Paul Mitchell ran smooth. Patron came along, was so exciting, had great partners, great people involved. And John Paul Pet came along. That was fabulous. Plus, I love being around pets. So why not be involved with a charity that's happy and fun? Well, I've been working as an investor on Rock Mobile Group uh, in, in the Rocket Phone series you know, for the longest time. And now that it's really exposing itself, I could come and be the PR for the company. I could talk about it, why invest in it, why. And I could help them because I'm the big investor. Let's bring that price down. Let's not sell it for $900. let us bring it under $300. We know what it costs us. We make a little teeny bit of profit, mm-hmm. not a big one. Off the bundle, we'll make, if we make 50 cents each off of that, times a few hundred million That's probably people, where that's the a lot. real opportunity is, too, because right that can live on anyone's platform that is and everybody it could be on anyone's platform and and people love it and there's and we have the patent on insurance mm. and other things bundling on mobile phones we have there's the worldwide the patent yeah we have the worldwide patent, patent yep wow with so much success that you mm. enjoyed in your life how do you predict sort of the next trend or or do you not is that a trap well with hairdressing it's easy with paul mitchell we have so many hairstylists great ones that work with us and we do so many shows they give us input some of the trends we start ourselves right like paul mitchell himself the man started hair sculpting when we first started 1980 with no money no one ever knew about hair sculpting so a lot of our stylists started and we pay attention to what others do so at all times at paul mitchell we have no less than 50 products ready to go that we never release we're looking for where the trend might be or where we may do it. With Patron, it was easy. We made the very, very best. When the trend was have something one step better, we at Patron made it. With the telephone company, same thing. We look at where we think things should be in the future. Now, we're looking at the future. People would like the highest quality for less. Well, it's time now. Computers were ten, twenty, thirty, hundred thousand dollars years right. ago. Today, get them for under a thousand dollars. Well, we're ready right now to make that step with giving you more on a mobile phone through the Rocket phones, higher qual, highest quality there is for less. But our model is different. Now, I can't blame the competitors because they have to advertise, and it costs money. So they have every right to sell their phones for more, to do all the advertising to get it out. My model is different. It's all being done through word of mouth. Now, you know, Apple's got this ecosystem, right? So sometimes sure. just because you you have some Apple products, you may be swayed to stick with the iPhone. Mm-hmm. Samsung also has its sort of own ecosystem, although sure. arguably not as big as, as Apple. Mm-hmm. Who are you targeting with the Rocket phone? Because it's tough, even if it's a better product, to have people change their buying habits. Yeah. Well, 
it's entirely up to them. They could stay with their hiring pal and be part of them, God bless them. Or they could keep their Apple phones and every app they have and put the Rock app on there. Right. So at least get all the goodies. They won't get the 3D, but they get all the goodies. But then sometimes people look at, well, you know, they have phones from $20 to $270 for the best ones they have out there. Maybe our next phone that we'll buy, let's give that a try. Or for the kids, they like 3D. And all of a sudden it's, what? wow, this is cool for adults too. I have to tell you, people can't see this, of course, because we're on yeah. uh, on radio, but it is phenomenal. I saw it. And, yeah. and just the animation. I mean, you showed me Avatar in yeah. 3D on it. And, and by the way, folks, you do not need glasses to see the 3D. Right. So it really is quite lovely. Exactly. Yeah, we just what we did was we just bought Avatar, that one film. We don't have as a regular film to give out. We haven't run right. that contract yet, but we do have so many 3D films already. But there's one to show, and I have another one I could show you, which I will show you, where this little fellow, little bee, is chasing a peanut, and it comes out of the phone almost four inches. So you want to grab <laughs> it, but all of a sudden it disappears. Yeah. It, it's, it's technology. Yeah, it really is. Well, proprietary. We've been, which is the key. We've been talking a lot about your successes, but I'm sure, and you've been not shy about talking about the fact that there are failures along the way too. A lot of failures I've had. What do you? What did you take away from those over the years? Don't do the same thing again. And <laughs> the people you think you should be trusting, oh, you maybe out of check on them a little bit. I tried going to the phone service many times years ago, mm-hmm. where I would, uh, you know, like get you buy minutes from this phone company, you turn around and sell to someone as a reseller. Well, I got it at the wrong time. That market went down, so I lost some money. I got into clean water several times. Mm-hmm. Big companies where I was on their board as an advisor. Everything went wrong. They went down the hill. They sued everybody, but I'm the only one they ever went after because they had money. And all mm. I did was invest in the company and try and help and try them to out. Do good. Oh, it's amazing the people out there with frivolous lawsuits that right. want to go after you. Even though you did nothing, they build the case around it. It's sick. They see dollar signs, and they yeah, keep lawyers unfor- in, unfortunate. in business. Yeah. Back to the phone quickly. I'm just curious where... You assemble the phone. Where do you make the phone? Sure. The parts are made in different parts of the world. The technology came from the U.K. and the United States. NASA, of course, is the United States. In the U.K., we have research offices in Wales and Ireland as well as in London. It was an amalgamation of them all. So the technology came from there. I believe quite a few of the chips are coming from our country, companies made in other foreign countries, like in China, for example, mm-hmm. okay, and uh, then assembled together. But what I've learned something interesting. I'm learning about how phones are made, and I'm learning that you could actually get all the components. And if you have the right people together, you could assemble it almost anywhere you want. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at, well, why couldn't we assemble in the United States? Maybe it's 5% more, but we're selling for so little, it could absorb it. Or maybe in India, or maybe you know some other wonderful place in the world, maybe Iceland, who knows where. We're looking at other opportunities now by trying to learn. And I'm starting to learn about technology. I don't do email, as you know, so right. I have to really get a, and I and I don't want to. I'd be inundated. Are you on the phone all the time because you don't have email? No. No, but I'm on the phone, but not all the time, but I'm on the phone quite a bit. We can all learn a lesson from you. Take a page out of your book, John Paul DeGioria. Thanks so much, and good luck with all the ventures and with the rocket phone. Hey, peace, love, and happiness, and a big pot of calo to you. (laughs) Pot of calo. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Yahoo Finance Presents podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and share this podcast, and remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode.